Let's hear for the boy. I love that song. I Let's hear too. it for the boy. Let's hear it for the boy. Let's give the boy a hand. Yes. So Mother's Day is it's approaching. And so we are both raising boys. We are. And so today, let's just have a little fun before we get started here <laughs> on bringing it home well, with Sarah and Tanil. Let's have a little fun. Let's have a little fun here. Okay, Sarah, let's complete these phrases. Okay. Boys are. What would seven-year-old Sarah have said? Stinky. Boys are stinky, yucky, Gross. all of those things. What would Mother Sarah say today? About my boy? Oh, my boy. My boy's my heart. <laughs> Boys are different than girls. They are. They're not the same. Okay, try this one. Okay. Things I love about boys. I love how there's like not much drama. If Wyatt thinks something or feels something about something, he just says it and we deal with it and we move on. Yeah, you know, having a conversation with a girl, they can kind of go all over the world before they kind of land. And boys tend to be more yes. to the point. Like, I love watching him and his friends and listen to their conversations in the back of the car when they think I'm not really listening. Uh huh. Just, just boys, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, they are a lot of fun. Now, last one. I wish boys would... <laughs> And you can't say be more like girls. <laughs> no, no, I, I wouldn't because I want, I, they're, they're not girls, you know. No. Um, I, <laughs> I do wish that he would talk to me more, you know. I think sharing those feelings, sometimes he does, but other times I can tell he's mulling something over and he's not ready to talk about it. Yeah, it's harder so to get boys to open up sometime. So the things that we're gonna discuss today are from a curriculum called Raising Cane. And it's all about how boys and men are different than girls and women. Right, and as females, we don't know how they think and how, why they think that or why they do these things. Right, there's science different. behind these things yeah. and so since Mother's Day is coming up and there are a lot of mothers out there in podcast land that are raising boys, we want to talk about what do boys need from us as parents? What do right. boys need? Now, my boy's older than your boy. We're we're teenage. We're right on the verge of crossing over into adulthood. Right. I mean, right on the verge. You are. <laughs> you, you've got a little bit longer before adulthood, but there are needs at every age. Most definitely. That boys have from their parents. So one of those is about feelings. Yeah, we and you really, mentioned this. I did, because that is one thing that I wish that my own child would share a little bit more. I guess more often. Mm -hmm. But boys need to recognize their own feelings, and then they need to be able to recognize the feelings of other people that they're coming in contact with, that they may live with, that they're in class with. And, you know, um, some feelings are scary. I mean, you know, they go through a lot of emotions, especially as they approach puberty. Right. And they go through the teenage years when the hormones are just all over the place. And their bodies are changing. Their bodies are changing. So they may have multiple feelings over the course of a day. Right. And it's confusing. Right. You know, when they're little, when they're toddlers or kids, they're going to tell you everything. Yeah. But as they start to age and hit that puberty age and all that, it, it changes. They put a filter on. Everything right. doesn't Some get talked about. Some things are embarrassing mm -hmm. or... You know, but we want them to know that it's okay to talk about it and, and that we're here as their parents or, uh, you know, somebody else they trust. They can talk about those feelings. Now, it's encouraged that we spend some alone time with sons so that, yes. you know, that would be the time that they would be most likely to connect with you, open up about anything. Now, that's easy in my house because he's the only son there. Yeah. You're raising a daughter right now as well. Right. So how hard is it for you to spend one-on-one -on -one time with Wyatt when Bailey Ann is there too? You know, it, in the day-to-day, -day, it is difficult because, you know, we get home from school and work and we've got homework or we've got this activity. And everybody's there. Right. 
So I try, like, um, Bailey Ann goes to bed a little bit earlier than Wyatt. So Wyatt and I try, we have a favorite TV show that we like to watch together. Mm -hmm. So we'll get, he'll get his shower and get cleaned up and I'll get her in the bed. And then we try to, at least two or three nights a week, get caught up on our favorite show. We DVR it and we sit there and watch it together. We're history nerds. It's a history channel show that we love to watch together. Oh, that's deep. And yeah. that sounds like fun, though. It's but, just the yeah, two of y'all that do that. It's the two of us that do it. You know, sometimes um, Josh joins us, but that's something that Wyatt and I have in common that we really like to do. And, you know, that's good because, you know, boys are more likely to open up to you during something. And right. what I mean by that is a girl will say, Mom, I need to talk to you. She will sit down in the chair across from you at the kitchen table, and y'all can have an hour-long conversation. Probably not going to happen that way with a boy. No. Normally, he'll bring something up over the course of something else while you're watching a movie, while you're... I mean, you could be doing anything at all. That's right. And he will bring up something that's been on his mind for two weeks, and he'll choose the point in the movie when you're really about to find <laughs> out who the killer is, and he'll say, oh, by the way, I meant to tell you, and just You say this like you have experience. It is very familiar. <laughs> So, yes. it's one of those things that we need to uh, <laughs> really be aware no, of. No, I agree. And if they are silent, we need to, as parents, respect that. Because there are times we don't feel like talking as well. Right. So, we need to respect that in our children. But I also think, as a parent, we usually kind of are, have an intuition that something's going on. You know, so, even in those moments of silence, just put out there, hey, you know, if you ever want to talk to me, I'm here. You know, put constantly put that out there. Hey, is, is everything okay? Just checking on you, you know. And, and sometimes they're interested in things that we're just not interested in. Um, right. Uh, my son was into wrestling for years I and remember. he wanted to talk <laughs> about every wrestler. Uh, you know, that may not have been where our minds were at the time, even though I used to be a big wrestling fan and so did my husband, but we've got to connect where they are. Right. You know, then basketball became his thing. He wanted to talk about basketball. So if we listen to what's important to them when the big life things happen, right. they're going to be more likely to come to us because they know we'll listen. That's such a good point. Yes. I also want to share that I, I have a friend that did this with her son. He is now grown up. But to get them to talking, she started a journal. It was just between the two of them. And she wrote a note on the first page just kind of saying what this is. And I love you and I'm always here to talk. And we don't have to do this every day, but if you just want to share something that you don't want to talk about face-to-face, -face, or if you've got something funny you want to write me, or you just want to leave a little note, you know, write it on this pad, this this journal, put it under my pillow, and I'll see it. And then I'll write you back at some point, and then I'll put it under your pillow. That is so sweet. So it was a back-and-forth thing, but often she told me they did lead to face-to-face -face conversation. I was going to say, my son would never write back because that sounds like homework and schoolwork. <laughs> he would never write back. Yeah, but you know, I think I thought that was a great idea because there are some things. I mean, you think back to when we were teenagers. We didn't want to, like, tell mom this or no, tell dad that. No, But if I had the opportunity to write it down and maybe not sit with you face-to-face, -face, I may be more likely to share. Right. And then we can't overreact by whatever they say, even though on the inside we want to go, OMG, why did you just tell me that? You have to remain very calm. Right. Don't act surprised by anything, even though you may be just horrified right. by some of the things. Um, that's how you get them to keep talking. Yeah. Because if you blow up, that's it. Shut down. You just shut the door. 
So we That's want right. our boys to learn how to express themselves in ways other than anger and aggression. We see a lot of aggression on TV. You know, yeah. boys and men. Video games. Video games. Songs, yeah. Movies. Yeah. We see yeah. a lot of aggression. So we need to teach them how to express themselves in other ways. But we don't want them to be pushovers. We want no. them to know it's okay to speak up for themselves. And also yes. to defend other people. That's if right. they see bullying happening or if there's somebody that needs help at home and maybe they haven't talked to anybody that they need to tell somebody about yes. a situation, they need to be able to Speak do that. Speak up for that. You know, you can fight a big fight with your words. That's right. You know, so I, I do encourage my kids to talk and to stand up for other people and to stand up for yourself because right. nobody else is going to. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're exactly right. We need to figure out a way to, when we have those feelings of anger and aggression, tell them that's normal. That's yeah. natural. Those feelings are okay. It's what we do with them right. that can become the problem or help with the solution. Right. And sometimes we got to walk away. Oh, and that's hard. Part <laughs> of growing from a boy to a man is knowing when to walk away from a conflict. That's right. You don't have to engage every negative vibe that tries to come to you. And that's that's a toughie. That's yeah. a tough one for adults. Yes. <laughs> no, don't engage everybody that's negative that comes in your right. path. Right. Your, you know you're wasting a lot of your own energy and time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great. Another thing that we need to talk to them about is uh, empathy. We need to help them learn empathy to for them to teach, we need to teach them empathy, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not the same as sympathy. Okay. You know, empathy means like, I know what you're going through. You know, I, I understand your feelings. When you have sympathy for somebody, you know, I'm, I'm, you're sorry for what they're going through. Yeah. And you can have the, them at the same time. Right. But empathy is sinking a step farther. You know, if that was me, how would I feel? How would I want someone to treat me? Putting yourself in their shoes. And where do they learn how to do that? From us, from home. From us. They learn the positive and the negative. So if they see us helping people that are less fortunate than we are, they see us befriending people that are different than we are, that look different, that right. vote different, that worship differently, all of those things, they, they pick up on that. Right. And if uh, and the same can happen, though, on the reverse. Right. So we want to teach them empathy and to look at things from other people's point of view. Yeah. You know, that's truly important because when it comes down to it, they're going to want people to understand where they're coming from too. So we can learn to agree to disagree in this world, but we have to be taught to do that. Right. And you can do that too by giving them some responsibility at home. You know, if you've got a pet or they want a pet, Mm -hmm. you may have some guidelines. Okay. Well, we'll get this dog. It's no on a pet. Okay, I'm just giving an example. Okay. Oh yeah, that would involve going outside. And yeah, no, it's like not on a pet. <laughs> no, but that's just an example. Okay. You know, sure. Okay, we can get this pet, but these are going to be your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to feed the pet once a day. You're going to have to take it out. You're going to have to do this and this. You know, or if it's an, a sibling that is old enough to maybe babysit a younger sibling. It's no on a younger sibling too. <laughs> <laughs> So far for 0 for 2. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, let me finish this thought. And then okay. I've got one for y'all. Okay. Um, you know, they can help maybe uh, giving them the responsibility of keeping them a couple days during the summer. If you, you know, if they're, if they're truly ready for that. Because then they can see the responsibility that comes along with that. Now, for older children, <laughs> um, you know, maybe taking him and assisting with a grandparent or a great-grandparent or someone in your church who... Um, is a widow or widower and mm-hmm. having them help them mow their yard um, 
going and helping with their groceries. You know, there's always an opportunity for service. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to see that it, the world does not revolve around you at 17 years old. And we have to be taught that. Yes. All of that has to be taught. Right. That's very good. You know, the thing that I really think about are emotions. You know, emotions belong in the life of a man. And that starts in boyhood. Uh, yes. And, you know, the main thing we can do is to put men in boys' paths that know how to show emotion, that show them how to treat other people. For example, my husband is a great example to Charleston of how to love his wife, how right. to treat his wife and be respectful. Um, and that's, you know, he may not say anything about it at this age, but it's teaching him for the future. Right, right. Um, when it's time for him to choose a mate, right. you know, he's going to look for a, a woman that would compliment him as you and Charles compliment each other. Well, thank you. Yes. But it's he'll true, know though. how to treat her. Right. You know, he'll, he'll know, you know, how to respect But he also sees how you treat his dad. Right. You know, so he's being modeled a very healthy marital relationship. And boys need that. They do. They do. And we if just... you're a single dad out there, you know, don't feel like you can, you're not a good role model. Because no. there's a lot of great, wonderful single dads out there. But you are active in their, they're active in their children's lives. Right. They're in, I see single dads at my kids' school events church events. I mean, they are there hands-on. They come to extension programs. You know, our yes. parenting events, they want to learn right. how to be a better father. Right. So so there's a lot of ways to be that, that man. And if you are a mom listening and, and your child doesn't have that in their life, well, you know, you can find that in an uncle, a grandfather, a pastor, you know, a friend, a neighbor. You know, you can not to substitute and be a dad, but to just be that strong male role model. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, I think another thing we've got to teach our boys is to um, help them develop their internal controls. You know, wow, the way we discipline them, the way that we respond to their behavior, yeah. what we allow them to do and not do. You know, they have to learn, learn that from someone. Right. You know, there's a way to respond to them. Instead of saying, you didn't clean your room, so we're not going to the park. You know, try to rephrase that into something like, hey, look, let's get finished cleaning up so we can get to the park sooner. You said the same thing, really. The bottom line is clean up. <laughs> right, but I didn't say, you, you, right. you, you need to do this. Uh -huh. Okay, let's get moving. You know, compliment them. Help them realize, you know, these are my boundaries. These are the guidelines. I just think kids need structure. You know, there's some free-range parents. Do what you need to do. But I feel like the kids that are going to thrive the best have some type of structure. That's true. It keeps them safe. It does keep them safe. And, you know, boys tend to explore. Boys can, you know, kind right, of test should. the boundaries. It's part of the it's boy It's part DNA. of the boy makeup. Yes. I understand that. So one thing we definitely need to do is to compliment them when they solve problems on their own. Yes. Obviously, these are age-appropriate problems. There are some right. problems they don't need to solve on their own. But when they can work out those little situations on their own, that builds confidence. That's how you go from a boy to a man right. is learning how to handle things that are appropriate to handle. Right. And as you grow and gain more knowledge and more understanding of the world, you continue to solve bigger problems. Right, because at, at childhood, you were it was reinforced that you were doing the right thing. You did a good job. Yes. Well, then, then I'm going to step out a little farther and take on bigger, you know, harder issues on my own. 
Yeah. I think that's really important. That is. And another need of boys, and we know this, most <laughs> boys are just pent up energy. Yeah. They got to get it out. Yeah. So we need to make sure that they are physically active. And that doesn't mean your kid has to play sports because my son is, he does not like organized sports, you know, mm-hmm. but we're outside all the time. He's active in other activities. He likes to fish. He likes to hunt. He rides his bike. You know, there's a lot of ways to keep them active. Because if they don't have an outlet, it tends to show up in undesired ways. Because that pent-up energy, it's going to get out. That's right. And that's the behavior is not going to be what the parent or caregiver would like for it to be. Yeah, it's going to come out in the wrong place or at the wrong time. Right. If you don't, you know, make sure there's a chance for it to get out. Well, you know, raising boys is a lot of fun. I love, I love my boy. I love my girl. I love my boy. It's fun to see it from both sides. Um, but being a mom, or and you being a mom, you know, boys are different. They're not us. That it, you know, they have different thoughts and feelings. But it's it's pure joy to raise boys. It is so raising Cain. It's a simple task. It's a challenging task, but it's something that we wouldn't trade for anything in the world. Nope, not for anything. So thank you all for joining us on this edition of Bringing It Home with Sarah and Tennille. And one of our favorite boys who went on to become a man, Mr. (laughs) Bob Marley, he would say to live the life you love. And love the life you live. Bye-bye.